Support comes from the Virginia Living Museum. I'm Jessica Azura, Senior Director of Guest Engagement, welcoming you to experience the wonder of Virginia's native birds, mammals, marine life, and reptiles, all with a focus on education and conservation. More at thevlm.org. A very good morning to you. Welcome to our Bird Notes. This is Dwight Davis. Do you recall the television commercial from years ago for the detergent that would eliminate ring around the collar? The premise of the commercial was that everyone would notice your dirty shirt collar and that you would be duly embarrassed and rush out to buy the detergent. But what about a ring around the collar that people can't see? For that discussion, we'll have to change the topic from detergent to ducks. The ring-necked duck is one of several ducks that winters in our area. The best way to identify it is by its white ring around the bill. Yes, the bird does have a ring around the neck, but it's a chestnut color and is hardly visible against the dark head and breast, as almost every field guide will be quick to point out. So why the name? I couldn't find a definitive answer, but I think it might lie in a museum somewhere. In many natural history museums, there are preserved animal specimens, which in the case of birds usually takes the form of skins arranged neatly in trays. An examination of these bird skins allows one to see things that sometimes are not visible on live birds in the field, such as the ring around the neck of the ring-necked duck. And I'm guessing that certain names were conferred without thought that the names could mislead in observing birds in the field. In other words, some patterns or colors that are evident with a bird in the hand are not helpful field marks. And thanks to Roger Torrey Peterson and those who followed, we're accustomed to focusing on field marks. Another example, and the bird that prompted this exercise, is the red-bellied woodpecker. Yes, there's a light red wash to the belly, but how often do we see it? These woodpeckers spend most of their time clinging to tree trunks with their rigid tail feathers supporting their upright posture, and their bellies pressed against the bark. This affords little opportunity to see if the bird lives up to its name. But again, I suspect that the red-bellied woodpecker was named by someone examining the skin of a dead bird. The red on the belly would be evident then. Like most woodpeckers, the red-bellied woodpecker has red on the head, the male more than the female. So why not call the bird the red-headed woodpecker? Well, that's because there already is a woodpecker with that name, with an entirely red head. All right, the red-bellied woodpecker has a distinct black-and-white barred pattern on its back. Why not call it, say, the ladder-backed woodpecker? Sorry, that name's taken, too, by a woodpecker living in the Southwest. So I have a suggestion. If it comes to pass that a movement develops to change the common name of the red-bellied woodpecker, I'd offer the name red-naped woodpecker, as the back of the head and the neck of both the male and the female is a very bright and very obvious red. Among other things, this new name would save space in field guides, since those sentences explaining the old name could be eliminated. So tell your friends about this, and let's see what happens. (laughs) 
Support comes from the Virginia Living Museum. I'm Jessica Azura, Senior Director of Guest Engagement, welcoming you to experience the wonder of Virginia's native birds, mammals, marine life, and reptiles, all with a focus on education and conservation. More at thevlm.org.